This is Health Dose, where we discuss topics concerning your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Advanced practice providers such as physicians' assistants and nurse practitioners are playing an ever-increasing role in healthcare. Yet, because patients aren't always familiar with their qualifications and what they do, they may be hesitant about seeing an APP. Vicki Bannister, WHNPBC, specializes in women's health in West Branch. Stacy Karstenen, CFNP MSN, practices family medicine in Farwell. And Carrie A. Stenz, PAC, is with family medicine in Alpena. Health Dose starts with Carrie asking, what is an advanced practice provider? APPs are advanced practice providers, as we refer to ourselves. We're medical professionals and we're either physician assistants or advanced practice registered nurses, such as nurse practitioners, nurse anesthetists, and nurse midwives. All APPs go through extensive medical education to be able to, we diagnose illness, develop and manage treatment plans, we prescribe medications, perform procedures. Some APPs, we even publish clinical research. APPs, we work in every state and in all specialties. So today, Vicki, Stacy, and I just want to break down what it takes to be a PA or an NP and our role in healthcare today. What do the different credentials such as NP or APRN or PA mean? NP stands for nurse practitioner. There is MSN as well as DNP, and which one is a master's prepared versus doctorate prepared nurse practitioner. And the APRN, all nurse practitioners are an advanced practice registered nurse, which is APRN, but APRNs are not always an NP. There are four roles that an APRN can hold certified nurse midwives, certified registered nurse anesthetist, clinical nurse specialist, and nurse practitioners. And PAs are generally certified, meaning we do not get certifications in a specific field of medicine. We're able to work in primary care or in any specialty. We have one certification and we are certified by one governing body, the NCCPA. And what does NCCPA stand for? The NCCPA is the National Commission on Certification of Physician Assistants. What kind of education, training, and certification do APPS complete? A nurse practitioner receives graduate training in advanced practice nursing. They typically start off receiving a degree as a registered nurse and then proceed through a master's or a doctoral prepared program. Each also breaks down into specialties. Each area has different requirements for continuing education and certifications. To become a family nurse practitioner through a master's prepared program, you must complete 500 hours of clinical time in a practicum experience, which is in clinics. And as a doctoral prepared, you must complete about 1,000 hours through a clinical practice. And then you must take certification boards through accredited program in your field of practice, like in family practice, for instance. And to remain certified, a nurse practitioner must maintain their state board of nursing license through their registered license as a nurse, as well as their nurse practitioner certification. For family practice, you must complete either a minimum of 1,000 hours of clinical practice time within your population within five years of certification, or have a minimum of 100 contact hours or CEs. 25 of these must be in pharmacotherapy. You can also receive credit by precepting students, but your employer must participate with this. Everything that Stacy just went over for nurse practitioners is still relevant if you go through a specialty nurse practitioner program 
which I went through an OBGYN nurse practitioner program 30 years ago. There are very few of those type of programs still remaining. Most programs do focus on family practice, but then you can specialize with additional certifications and job training. As a women's health specialist, we had in-depth education and training just focusing on all aspects of women's health through the lifespan from puberty through menopause, how our hormones play their roles, pregnancies, normal and high risk, many procedures that used to be just the responsibility of the OB and gynecologist, we now do. We become very proficient on how the female body is very unique in its functions and all the disorders that are unique just to the female. So when we do our recertification, it's an every three year, 45 continuing education credits besides everything that Stacy went over for the nurse practitioner. And we have to have our continuing education 100% in the women's health field. And applying to any of these programs is highly competitive and each direction that we can go as an APP is a little bit different. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what it takes to be a PA and maintain that certification. We have to have a bachelor's degree and clinical experience to even enter a PA program. Then depending on the program, it's an additional two to three years with roughly 2,000 clinical hours to obtain a master's degree. There are doctoral programs and special resident programs, but those are optional. Once you graduate from an accredited PA program and pass the PA national certifying exam, then you can apply for a state license. And to maintain that license, we need to complete 100 CME credits every two years. So that's our continuing education and pass the PA national recertifying exam every 10 years. So can you talk about the (laughs) scope of practice for advanced practice providers in Michigan? Nurse practitioners in Michigan must practice in collaboration with a supervising physician along with a role set through the State Board of Nursing. Nurse practitioners can prescribe all medications non-controlled along with controlled substances by physician delegation only. Nurse practitioners in Michigan are not explicitly recognized as primary care providers, but there is legislation that's currently working towards becoming independent providers in the state. And we are just one of a few states that do not have independent nurse practitioners. As of February of 2017, 21 states in the District of Columbia allow full practice authority for nurse practitioners, which means they take complete care of the patient under their local board of nursing without physician delegation requirements. And the difference with that in a PA is that physician assistants in Michigan do practice independently, but we collaborate with a physician. We do work within the boundaries of our supervising physician. That means that I will not get hospital privileges outside of the scope of practice of my supervising physician, but I do practice independently. Do most of you start out as nurses and decide that you want to expand your skill set? I mean, with the amount of training you're doing, would it make more sense for you just to go into a a physician's training program and become a doctor? Not in my, not in for nurse practitioner, not for me, no. Working as a nurse fulfills a different need. And then you progress on to being a nurse practitioner, which then expands on what you already were working on as a nurse, in my opinion. And in my opinion, I think that nursing background really helps 
as a nurse practitioner, you pull from those experiences as a registered nurse in the different fields, and you utilize that when you are assessing your patients and determining treatment and plan of action. And I went a little bit different. I went the academic route. I was very fortunate. I blasted through school at a very young age, and I did not have as much clinical experience as some of my coworkers. So I went to college at a young age. I got my bachelor's and I was accepted into the master's program right from my bachelor's, which is actually uncommon in the APP scope of practice. I could go back to medical school. They are actually developing programs that PA can, PAs can accelerate to become medical doctors if they choose to. And I had thought about that as an option. But at the end of the day, my job wouldn't change at all. So I looked at the coursework that it would require for me to go from being a physician assistant to a physician. And I looked at what my tasks are during the day and how I take care of my patients during the day. And when I evaluated all that, I realized that nothing, absolutely nothing would change about my job and what I did every day. So I'm not going to go that much farther into student loan debt to not do my job any differently than I'm currently doing now. What role do APPs play in primary care and in various specialties? First and foremost, the APPs or the advanced practice provider, they are your primary care provider. Our role can be in family practice, in OBGYN, pediatrics, neonatal, geriatrics, critical care, rheumatology, anesthesia, If you were an APP in the emergency department, you would be triaging that patient and treating appropriately. If you were a hospitalist, you would be caring for that patient if they were admitted into the hospital. APPs can be a first assist on surgeries. So there are APPs in every specialty, and we are here to provide you with the same quality of care you would expect from a physician in any of these areas. So then my question is, what is the point of having APPs? Is it to increase the amount of access to a healthcare provider to the consumer? Because I know that there have been many times when my doctor couldn't see me and I was very happy that the PA could see me because I knew I was seeing somebody who could help me with what I was dealing with. Yeah, our communities have increased complexity and acuity of care needs with greater prevalences of chronic illnesses such as diabetes, heart disease, obesity, as well as the acute visits. And with this demand for health services and effective utilization of the workforce is paramount to ensure this high quality yet cost-effective health service. The global annual growth of the APP workforce has been estimated to be between three to nine times greater compared to physicians. There are more APPs available and there have been many studies showing that the APP performs a more effective follow-up of chronic patients with a better control of risk factors, symptoms and health outcomes, and an earlier detection of complications. So the patients felt that they had better access to care, they had a decreased wait time for their appointment, The APP spent more time on education, so more patients preferred the APP because of the time spent with them, and they understood their instructions more clearly. Therefore, their outcomes were improved. 
I had a patient of mine who's a pediatric patient that had a seizure. So I referred them to a neurologist. They ended up going to a major hospital and saw a neurologist. And that neurologist was floored that a child having seizures was seen by an APP and only an APP. So the mother who I had I've known very well and taking care of their family for a long time was a little bit offended by that. And she said, well, is there something that she didn't do that a physician would have done? Did she miss anything or didn't order anything that a physician should have? Like, was there a reason in this situation that we should not have seen an APP? And that doctor admitted that the workup was thorough. I didn't miss anything and that I did the workup that a physician would have done. But they just don't have the experience with APPs to know that our training is very similar and we have the ability to do those things. So without having opportunities like this to educate not just the community, but other physicians maybe who aren't familiar with APPs and what our background and training is, without them seeing examples of what we are able to do and the care that we're able to provide patients, there are people that aren't going to get medical care because they don't know the options that are out there. So in that situation, she flat out said, okay, you are shocked that I'm seeing an APP, but did they miss something? And their answer was no. So to that end, what can patients expect when they're visiting an advanced practice provider? What's the experience going to be like for me? When a patient visits an advanced practice provider, they can expect the same level of care that they would receive in seeing a physician. Advanced practice providers give high quality and holistic patient-centered care, which allows for affordable and efficient access to healthcare for all patients in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. And finally, what is the role of APPs in administration? We're now being used in leadership roles within hospital systems across the country. And MidMichigan is actually a pioneer for that. The Dyad Leadership Model takes an APP and a physician leader from each region and partners that medical provider with an administrator to work together for the well-being of our patients and organization. APPs now have a voice to improve health care and provide suggestions on how it's delivered. So not only now will you see APPs in the hallways of clinics and in hospitals, but you'll also see us in boardrooms as well. One of the big projects we implemented was provider retention, specifically through advanced practice providers. They are also utilizing the same model for physician retention, which have then, of course, models back to keeping them in the clinic so that patients do not get constant rebound physicians are having to change doctors because people are leaving. So we've implemented a really robust program in order to not only bring providers on, but how best to keep them in the health system for longevity, which is best for patients. We also have provided an extra service for our new APPs that are hired in. If they feel they need a little bit extra, maybe ear, nose, throat, or extra gynecology help, they can follow one of us that have been in practice for a while for a day, two days. They could come back a month later and follow another day. Mm -hmm. And just ask us the questions that they're having in their own practices or technique on different procedures that we do on a daily basis that they may be having trouble with. And it's just that added guidance as a new nurse practitioner into the field of practice that they may not have gotten during their training. They have us as a background to help them just perfect that technique that they may need. The other thing that our dyad group 
developed was the curbside consult is what we call it. So we have a list of APPs within the health system that have agreed to participate in this program. And our contact information is on that list and all of the APPs within the health system have that list. So for example, I'm in family medicine and I have a question about psychiatry and I need to talk to somebody about a patient. Well, I have a list of providers that I can contact that are willing to answer those questions, even if it's not a referral, it's not their patient. So I can call them and say, hey, this is the situation, this is what's going on, what are your thoughts? And then they can help guide my care. It opens up healthcare in a way of, I can start maybe a treatment that I wouldn't have thought of because that's not my background to get a patient earlier treatment until I can get them to the specialist that they need. So we have an entire network of APPs that any APP in the health system can call if they have a question or they want to run a situation by someone or bounce feedback off of someone. So that has been developed by our group as well. So again, the net result is better care for the patient. Am I correct? The result of seeing an APP is that you have very qualified medical providers who will take the time with a patient, get a thorough history, diagnose them, treat them, consult other providers if necessary, get them faster medical care, get them very thorough medical care, line them up with patient education so that patients are not waiting so long for care and then having negative outcomes. So really including APPs in the healthcare model gets people excellent medical care at a much quicker pace so that we can prevent negative outcomes in the future. That is Carrie A. Stenz, PAC, with Family Medicine Alpina, along with Vicki Bannister, WHNPBC, who specializes in women's health in West Branch, and Stacy Karstenen, CFNP MSN, who practices family medicine in Farwell. In Michigan, nurse practitioners must renew their nursing license every two years and also meet the continuing education requirements of their credentialing organization to maintain their nurse practitioner accreditation. If you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org doctors. And to learn more about advanced practice providers, visit midmichigan.org APPS. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.